This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. So welcome to this episode of Vulnerable. I will be having a wonderful guest, Joey Graceffa, on. Uh, Joey is a, a very highly successful YouTuber, an OG YouTuber, blogger, actor, author. He's written four books and a producer. Hey, what's up, Joey? Hello. <laughs> it's been so long. Do you remember there was the funniest thing that you said? And I, and I want to rewatch it back. And it was oh when we were cooking together, yeah. when I first met you, you said something on DA or something like, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, that's like a very classic Joey thing to say. Well, Just add on to like random stuff. It was adorable. And I, we, were, we were basically making fish and chips because of one of your older videos was yeah. about like London or fish and chips. Yeah. Oh, no, I was obsessed with England. And, I mean, I still am, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, it is pretty awesome. I do love it. Sometimes I fantasize about moving there and staying same. there for like a year. Yes. And like I, doing I theater. The dream. Oh, <gasps> yes. Right? Oh my God. I love that for have you. Have you not done theater? I did theater in high school. Okay. Yeah. What slowed you down from it? Um, It's actually crazy. Theater is actually what sent me into the direction that I am. Like I almost went down a whole path of becoming like a carpenter handyman type person but um, my first year of high school was like the school audition and I was like, you know what? Like I've always kind of wanted to dabble into acting. Like let me audition and I auditioned and I got the lead role. So I was like, okay, what is this? So my next year of high school, I got the option to go to a trade school or to stay at my high school. And I was like, well, I really enjoyed acting and being in theater. So if I go to this trade school, they're not going to have that. So it kind of like put me in this whole trajectory of like staying in high school, meeting my best friend from high school, started making YouTube videos together mm -hmm. and brought me out to LA. So crazy. That is crazy. You were going to be a carpenter? Yeah, my dad was a carpenter. So I was like, like let Jesus. me follow. <laughs> just like Jesus. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, That's I just crazy. To be like so dad. your dad was a carpenter. Yeah. Okay. In Mass, right? Yep. Massachusetts. Okay. Do you ever miss Mass? I go there like once a year in the summertime, which mm. is beautiful, and then I'm I'm good. Yeah, That's you don't it. need the snow and the changing leaves and all that. I like the snow for a day. Yeah, like I miss playing in the snow when I was a kid and like the fresh snow and like it being so bright out at night and mm. getting to just like build snow forts. But oh, crisp air. I mean, yeah. like I I I live in Austin, Texas, and we had one of the roughest summers. I mean, literally locals were like, this was a rough summer. Like really hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, I mean, it was like two months of over 100 degree 
I mean, this is kind of the new normal. I know. You know, I, it's terrifying. I hate the saying, but it's so true. It's like, this will be the coolest summer of our future. Ooh. Like, <laughs> Yeah. When you have kids, too, that hits you harder, too. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like, they're the future. But you kind of just, um, I live with a Marine, right? And it's like, I think like what's really fascinating is the concept of how adaptable human beings are. That's not to say that we won't do everything in our power to fix the problems yeah. and to mitigate all risk and all the things that are to come. But it's kind of like it, whatever's within your control, you kind of have to being through a pandemic yeah. and, and like everything that we've all been through as you're millennial, right? Yeah. Okay. I, am. I never know who's a millennial and who's Gen Z anymore. Uh, why is there like such a war? <laughs> like, I feel like Gen Z is so mean to us. They're so mean. They are. But the, but the irony is that so many of Gen Z, because I don't want to say all of Gen Z is like that, but all of Gen Z claims to be very mental health focused. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are very similar. And I've read an article on this to like boomers in the way they treat millennials. Because they are like, why do millennials talk so slow? And why oh. do they care so much about going to Disneyland? And like, <gasps> yeah. We get it from Harry- both ends. <laughs> I know. That's so true. It's not cool. Dang, we need to team up. We do. We're better as allies than enemies. <laughs> okay, so speaking of allies, what was it like growing up? I I love your book. I'm very oh, excited. Look, okay. I haven't read it, so please just... I'm yeah. excited. It, it came out forever ago. It was like... Why forever ago? Why uh, didn't well, I not... 2015? Oh, my God. 16? This is why people say, Christy, you don't research your guests. Well, so I've had four this books. This So... That okay. that was my first book. And then I had a series called Children of Eden, which mm-hmm. was like a YA. So Pixelated Life was... That was about me. That was a long time ago, though. That was... Yeah, that was my first one in 2016, maybe it came out. Four books, Joey. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. I I would like to write a memoir and I don't know where yeah. to start. Oh, so my God. What was that like for you? Um, It was very therapeutic, first of all. Um, I mean, I definitely got like a little bit of backlash at first because... I was like 24 when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you're 24. Like, why are you writing a memoir? Mm-hmm. And the reason was because I had experienced like a lot of stuff in my teen years and growing up with an alcoholic parent and having a learning disability that I had such a young teen audience that I was like, you know what? While I have this audience, let me share my story of how I got through that and where I am today, as opposed to waiting till I'm way older when maybe I won't have that audience to read that message and be inspired. So um, I just wrote about my life from that point. And like, who says there can't be a part two, a part three, part four? Like, That's amazing. Yeah. Do you feel like when you wrote that memoir that you grew your following? Like, I feel like it wasn't, sometimes as content creators, we, well, actually, primarily, the reason why we do things is so that people can see them. And I find myself having to negotiate like the CE, the SEO of it uh-huh. and like, the authenticity of it. And it's like, what I've always really liked about you is how you've always just kind of been very authentic and your oh, personality you. has sort of shown through. You, you're not putting on airs. You're not, I feel like you're not going above and beyond to prove yourself. Um, and so it is really great that you did that that long ago, but the folks that did get your book at that time, yeah. do you feel like they've grown with you? Have you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was... I came out with that book when I came out. Honestly, I was going to like have the book be where I came out Mm -hmm. in. I even have like a chapter where like the whole chapter is literally just like, I'm gay. (laughs) The (laughs) end. (laughs) That was the chapter. Well done. Kind of iconic. Um, But I, I went on book tour right after that. And it was so amazing to have 
and a little bit heavy, but a lot of kids came up to me and like would whisper in my ear that they also were gay. So they were coming up to me for the first time and like we had like a few second interaction and they're gone. And it's like, oh my God, that was like, that was really great that they like felt comfortable to share that with me. But it was like, it was a lot for me to like hold on to that as well. Cause mm-hmm. it's like such an emotional thing to like, you want to spend time with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely think like my audience has grown up with me. Obviously some have, have left and gone on their way, but like I run into people who are like, um, were teenagers at the time that now have a job and like I'll run into them at their work and they'll like just say the sweetest things about how much I meant to them. So And you had met them before? Or they um, found you when they were teens? Just found my videos yeah. or had read my book or seen my shows and stuff. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. So do you have one fan interaction that really like stands out to you as like positive or negative? A positive? <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, there's been crazy ones where I've just been like, seen on the highway and like people like literally like stick their head out in the highway <laughs> like trying to flag me down I'm like oh my god you're gonna literally kill yourself oh my god um, and then just like more like sweet one I don't I've just had so many like especially on tour like the the things that they'll like say to me and open up and just like such a quick time it's just I don't know it's really sweet when I met you a few years ago where would you say you were at with your YouTube career um, I mean, I honestly have always felt very like scared. Like I'm always scared. Like even like looking back at like a time where I didn't have to be scared, it's like this industry's so ever changing and people fall off all the time that mm-hmm. it's like you never know when it's your turn to go, but I honestly think as long as you choose not to go anywhere, you're fine. I'm kind of getting to that point where like, it's really you who decides mm-hmm. when it's over. Um, other people don't really get to decide that. And why is that? Is it that they're, uh, everyone has an opinion? Is it the, the, the rate and the speed of the internets? Yeah, I think that, and I think you're so good at this. Like you pivot so well, <laughs> like I'm so impressed with you. Like I was thinking about this morning. I'm like, this girl, she's like always changing it up and doing something. I got bangs, babe. <laughs> she's got bangs. <laughs> Who is she? Uh, and I honestly think that's how you are able to evolve and change and and stay in a space that people are still interested in wanting to like continue on your journey. I would say that folks like you definitely influenced me in terms of my early YouTube career. Uh, or content creation career, let's put it that way, rather than just like, you know, I'm taking pictures for, you know, free baby products, which is how I started all this. Oh, okay. That's really just, I I was pregnant and I was like, oh, I need a stroller, like, you know, and then it ended up in a a really nice size deal for me that ended up taking me from, you know, debt and living in a small apartment, you know, with my husband to moving to a house in Orange County. It wasn't like huge, huge. I don't want to like say that, but basically it really helped me. 
get out of a different place and pivot into understanding content creation. Yeah. And so when the time that you saw me, it had been a couple of years of understanding that there was, you know, money to be made in yeah. this world. And I think that's when people started really saying, oh, you know, this, this new generation really only wants to be influencers. I don't know if you can speak to that, but a lot of people hate on Gen Z and probably the younger millennials because that's kind of how they see the world is like, oh, there's monetary yeah. value from my, my life. Well, I think it's probably just because of how it's, it's showcased and curated of like, I mean, who wouldn't want to have like that as a job? It just seems so fun when you see it from an outsider perspective. It's like you just get to like stay at home and film videos and like it just sounds like the best job ever, which it is. Like, honestly, I wouldn't choose anything else. Like, mm -hmm. this is why I love to do what I do. Mm -hmm. um, I think the the motivation behind it is obviously what's going to decide if it if it lasts or not, because if you're not like genuinely in love with it and you're just doing it for the money it's it's going to be like a year thing and then you're out but do you feel like there's something that you have underneath like we talk about pivoting and you've pivoted tons of times you you have you know had had four active youtube channels at any given time and yeah <laughs> i have two podcasts and that's like enough for me yeah um but honestly it's just it's so fantastic to watch the over the years the quality of your time your content with like escape the night yeah. and all those amazing cameos that you had um and all of that like truly is so much more work than people can comprehend so uh yeah i, I see that's why i was saying like when we met it kind of blew my mind to see your content because i was like wow like production value is rewarding, like even working hard and utilizing sort of like the talents in traditional Hollywood production, like putting that into just what people are like, oh, it's just a YouTube video. No, sure. it's, it's more than that. It can be just a vlog, like some of the things yeah. you do, or it can be like the escape the night level, mm -hmm. which by the way, that was, was that originally funded by YouTube? Yeah, it was. Like the fine, the fine brothers, like that whole time. Okay. Fine brothers were the react yeah the react videos yeah <laughs> and then they and i think they were like i i remember going on their channel a few times to do react videos and yeah and they became like a huge franchise but it was like youtube was only giving money to certain kinds of creators and i believe you were oh, one of the first yeah i was one of the first with like four other shows or maybe three others it was just the beginning of what at the time was youtube red and they launched with like four shows and i got lucky and i got to be one of the first ones. What was your budget? It was like a little under two million, I think. Mm -hmm. Which um, is not much. No, not for 10 episodes. Or I think it was 12 that we had to deliver in the first season. Had you shown them? Because before Escape the Night, had you done something that was like a version of Escape the Night? Um, not necessarily a version. I had done, I, I was actively pitching to them before that mm -hmm. to do a second season of a, a crowdfunding series they did called Storytellers. Mm -hmm. So I was in pitching rooms like talking about uh, this series I wanted to do. I even did this thing as like kind of cringe. <laughs> okay, we need to talk about cringe culture. <laughs> what? <laughs> cringe is great. Cringe is effective as a okay, word. But yeah. like you own it. It's okay that it was sure. cringe. You were you made an effort and it, you killed it. Let's so go. <laughs> I, I was in the pitch meeting and I was like trying to show them the like enthusiasm that my audience had for this show called Storytellers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, watch. I was like, let me tweet right now. 
<laughs> Flex. And I was like, let me tweet right now to show you how much people want it. I mean, come on. I mean, it's studio executives are so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to say it. They're so stupid unless you actually pull a stunt like this. So I literally it. had it like worldwide trending in the room. So Bitch. I was like, look at your Twitter right now. Like Storyteller <laughs> Season 2 is trending. You're like, power. Yeah. My finger, this phone. And they gagged. <gasps> they live for it. So it didn't so work because they didn't pick it up. But it, it brought me into the room again to pitch more stuff. Yeah. And that's how I got Escape the Night. So Escape the Night, for those of you who may not know, is this amazing, high concept, mystery, basically like choose your own adventure. Yeah, it's like a, a murder mystery with mm -hmm. YouTubers that mm -hmm. has like escape room qualities because we're solving clues, fighting actors who are like playing monsters and we're interacting with them. And then at the end of each episode, we all vote as a group for two people to be sent into a death challenge and one dies and one comes back to the group and then throughout the season we're just killing each other off till I was going to say like the stakes are pretty freaking high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really when it came out I feel like it really put YouTube on the map in my opinion. <laughs> okay, YouTube I is don't know YouTube. About that, but... YouTube is YouTube, but I'm just saying that like people didn't see YouTube as like a as a place you could have that level of production. Yeah, I think it was definitely a shift of them putting more quality content on their platform. Yeah. And I mine was the longest running show, so I, I think it was the most popular. <laughs> um Well, you had star power. So like I remember yeah. with Disney, they used to term it synergy. And like what you were doing vis-a-vis -vis YouTube allowing you to do it through funding yeah. is like aggregating all of those collaborations and like for a while, I, I, you know, the weird thing is, is that it, you've always been so kind to come on all my stuff and collaborate, but it has been hard to like get people to yeah. collaborate with. So yeah. what's that been like in terms of being an OG YouTuber to see, it's kind of like when I moved to Austin, Austin wasn't like it is now, you know what I mean? Like it's been gentrified, it's been changed. Yeah. And it's like, just the community is vastly different than Austin 10 years ago or something. So like, what is it like now? What's the culture of community at YouTube? Um, there, it's changed a lot. Like I would say 2014 to 16, maybe even to 18 was like the golden era of YouTube community of us all supporting each other. And it feeling like you kind of knew like who the main YouTube personalities were at that time. There was always like a star each year, like mm -hmm. a YouTube, like number one person. Um, and now I would say it's gone. There isn't that. It's There's just like only of, Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just Mr. Beast and then everybody else. Yeah. Um, and, and he's taken over TikTok now too. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For good, for good reasons, I guess. You know, there's a lot of charitable efforts that are made through the Mr. Beast content. Yeah. And we were friends with the people there and, you know, they work no, really great. hard. I can't, I could, no one can possibly compete with that content. No, not at all. <laughs> Um, so it's just, it just kind of feels like we're all just like doing our own little thing. Right. right. Now. So what are you doing? Um, so right now I am doing more produced content on like a studio, like white psych and I'm doing kind of, I guess it would be like social experiment type thing where like I'll have, I'm, I'm bringing like YouTubers in to have them blind date people behind a screen. Like I had Jojo Siwa come in and she, blind dated six bachelorettes uh -huh. and it was so fun and then i had chris olsen do that and i'm kind oh, of chris. like wanting to be like 
the like YouTube dating guru. And, I love like, this for you. Bring in all the single ladies and find them love. I love that for you. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. And it's like I can shoot four out in a day and then I have like my month's worth of content and mm-hmm. then I can focus on other stuff. So can we talk about block shooting? Oh, it's the best. It's the most sustainable model for content creation. Yeah. Um, Like I was telling you that I fly in and yes, it is super early. I like woke up at 4 a.m. in Texas time and, you know, powered out here and, you know, I'll have three days of filming, but I'm going to be set on a full scale. Like I'll get 15 to 16 weeks of guests and contents. That's you know? crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm Damn. very proud of that because it's everyone's efforts combined with the yeah. crew and the booking and everything. Uh, but yeah, so it's great. Yeah. So you block shoot now too? Yeah. And it's fabulous. Like I love that I can just shoot four videos in a day. And it, like I genuinely have so much fun filming them that like mm-hmm. the day goes by so fast. And I'm like, oh my God, that was so fun. And I'm like so like high on energy at the end. And now it's like, uh, it's almost like an elevated collaboration because I'm bringing in YouTubers now to uh, film some high quality content with them. And it's not so much like the old school of collabing where you just sit down and like do a challenge. It's like, like mukbang. Yeah. <laughs> now I like have a camera crew and casting people and mm-hmm. just like have a whole set. I'm always curious because people are always very opinionated about, you know, just so many OG YouTubers, you were saying like sometimes people get like taken out in general. Like how do you deal with uh, cancel culture? Oh, cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I think it's like, there's definitely things that I think are valid cancelable offenses. Absolutely. Um, And then there's stuff that's just kind of like, come on. Yeah. Do you feel like you owe an explanation to people when they're like, hey, you know, you did a video with this person or, you know, I'm because I've experienced that even by having, you know, just neutral conversations with folks that come on and it's a little frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's tough because like you could pre-film something with someone and then like something bad comes out about them and then it's like, okay, do I just not post it or do like. Is it going to blow over by then? Are people going to not be so upset? Mm-hmm. Um, so it is kind of like a tricky balance because mm-hmm. um, someone's getting canceled every other day. So it's like. It's tough because it's like you do like you've always been such a positive and authentic and like you're everybody's best friend. Like that's your whole brand. Right. Yeah. Um, that it's it it's it's tricky to want to redirect things without, you know, also feeling like you didn't address it. Yeah. And. It's kind of like I'm the type of person where like I I don't like use Twitter or anything anymore or X, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) because I feel like there's so much noise and I feel like people expect so much for everyone to speak on everything. And like I'm I keep so much to myself that like I don't want to have to talk about every little thing that's either going on in the world or that's happened like. Why do I need to address everything? You're like, not a, a, you know, you don't may not know what's going on internationally and like everything. Like you're not the leader of that industry, so to but speak. But there's also just so much noise already that like mm-hmm. me adding to that. What is that actually contributing? Like I'm not doing anything to benefit it in any way. Like why does my voice also need to be heard? Obviously, there's certain things where it's like it's good to bring awareness to certain issues going on in the world. But like not everything needs to be from the same person like mm-hmm. there, other people like can step in and address it mm-hmm. absolutely it's just a lot 
there's um, always something going on. So it's but it but the way that I think of that is that that's how you've been able to have such a long career in this. Like we were talking about the pivoting and how much time that takes to not just find your voice, but then stay in the game. And so I think there's a, there's really like I appreciate your strength of character in that way because it's not easy. Yeah, I think it's just been like something that's evolved over time. I think at first I thought I always had to like speak up and say something and I've just kind of learned that it's just not always needed. So mm -hmm. it's something that you learn over time, I guess. I'm still learning it. Cause I'm, a, I'm like, really? A, <laughs> I feel like you're so, you're so good. No, there's so many times when somebody says some random stuff and my husband's really great at being like, don't even read the comments, just post and drop, you yeah. know, and walk away. But for me, it's like, I really am trying to do it. OG YouTuber style where I'm like, friendly like it's actually me responding and actually yeah. me but i've fallen into a rabbit hole of kind of over searching my name and overlooking at reddit or overlook i know it's really no, stupid i did that I in my early days there was like um gossip sites and stuff i actually snark i think they're called like snark Reddits oh, or something i don't know yeah that's just like a dark rabbit hole i'm <laughs> sorry it's, and it becomes addicting yeah it's like a really bad place to get into because mm -hmm they'll pick up on insecurities of yours and then you're as soon as you see it it's almost confirmation to believe those things mm -hmm. and then it gets in your head and then suddenly you're doubting yourself and your worth and it's just a very toxic path to go down yeah and also it's it's definitely going to kill any kind of joy that you're getting out of making yeah. the content too um so yeah i guess you just have to learn from that and just like not let the haters win for sure I yeah. love that about, I love that about you. Thank you very much. And so we have big news from what I was told. Uh, we have something very good to share with Joey. And um, so we talked about, you know, just how important Escape the Night was. And I know that you're happy doing your collaborative dating shows. <laughs> well, there's other stuff. And I, I want to actually have you on one. Oh, please. Because I do like other stuff. Although that's I am married. Like, no, I know. I do like <laughs> another one I did with JoJo is like I did guess the, which one's a lesbian. Okay. But I want to do something Disney related with you. Like okay. maybe where we have like people who've been on Disney Channel <gasps> that like maybe like had like a, a cameo or something. And like we have to guess who's lying about being on Disney. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> and I'm here for it. And I want to be okay. on your channel. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have some other ideas cooking. So, I love that you have ideas for me. Definitely want to have you on. Please. Thank yeah. you. Yes, we will make it work in the new year. I will come back and we will we'll add time okay. just to do that. That will be fun. I love collabing. Okay. Definitely. Because yeah. <laughs> you've had me on so many things and I love shooting with you. Like that pie thing that we did. Like, oh, <laughs> we okay. Crazy. You're so sweet. And you like ended up cutting out so much of it did when I? we were like. Because we, oh my God, I remember you totally pushed that pie in my face. <laughs> so I had this, I had this very short lived challenge focused um, format on YouTube called um, Blindfold Bake Off. Yeah. And it was adorable. You basically had to like decorate a cake in the theme and to honor the guest or whatever. So his was like a pyramid. Yours was super complicated. Yeah. And then whoever <laughs> lost would get a pie in the face. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the pie. But that you still. I wasn't going to let you get away with it. No, he didn't. He totally savagely pushed the pie into my face <laughs> towards the end. I'll never forget it. And then it. we were just going at it like <laughs> full on like pie fight. Oh, no. And we cut a bunch yes, of them. Yes. I was like, wait. I was like, oh, my God. I can't wait to see. And then just like cut away. And I was like, oh, dang. Oh, dang. I'm, I'm bummed too. Oh. Um, okay, so what's the big news that we get to share with everybody? 
So, um, it's been very challenging to get a season five of Escape the Night made just because it's been four seasons that has an established like storyline and it's like kind of seen as a YouTube show, mm -hmm. at least from traditional sources that we've tried taking it to. Um, so, you know what? I'm done. I'm sick of waiting on traditional to pick up a season or give me the money that I need. So I'm taking matters into my own hands. And if the fans want something Escape the Night related, I'm going to, well, I am launching right now a crowdfunding campaign to raise money to make an Escape the Night movie. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited. You are. Look at your big smile. I'm like, I'm nervous, but excited <laughs> at the same time. Cause yeah. It's, um, Why are you nervous? Well, I just like, I want it to be a success. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I mean, regardless of how much money we make, we're going to make something with the money that we're able to raise, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a short film or something substantial for the fandom and the audience that love to escape the night. Mm -hmm. But I would love to raise a million dollars to get a movie started and then we can find funding elsewhere. Because if people, investors see. It's like, like what you did when you were pushing the tweet. Yeah. It's like just showing them that you have the power in your own hands. Yeah. Like there's an audience hungry for more Escape the Night content. Like, mm -hmm. And then with it being scripted, there's so much more that we can do that was kind of limiting with. Uh, doing it the way that we shot it as a TV show. Yeah. Because it was it was a lot of unscripted live elements. I was going to say, was it improv? It was a lot of improv. Yeah. So there was like things that we had to make sure <laughs> triggered at a certain time mm -hmm. that cost a lot of money. So mm -hmm. like if we can script those moments and I want to have YouTubers and traditional talent combine forces and really create something magical and, you know, bring Escape the Night back to life. Are there like other people that you think you'd want to bring in? Like you said, traditional celebrities. Yeah. And then maybe TikTokers, just like all sorts of different people. Yes. Oh, reality all stars. Sorts. Of course, like I want them to have the acting chops to be able to, you know, sell that this is a legit movie. I don't want it to feel like just a, a you know, just a bunch of YouTubers making like a film and it comes So this across. isn't going to be like that kind of YouTube style of acting. It's going to be next level. You want I want it, to, it be... to feel real, like a real okay. movie. And you're directing so, it or you're just producing um, it? Just producing. It's okay. with the director of Escape the Night. So oh, we're combining forces and mm -hmm. we're both writing and uh, I love the story that we've created. Like I'm, I'm so excited. It's you taking, can't tell us the world, right? It's going to take place in 1950s. Okay. So very like housewifey, like. Like Pleasantville. Um, Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Yes. Because then you could play with black and white versus color and Ooh. like all that. That would be very cool. I love Pleasantville. Um, Me too. So yeah, that very, that vibe. Yeah. Um, I shot a promo at like a 1950s diner just to kind of give an aesthetic. Mm -hmm. The promo didn't really have anything to do with the actual movie. It's just kind of like set the tone a little bit and mm -hmm. kind of get people excited. Yeah, it's all about keeping people engaged in a in a positive way. I, I thank you so much for coming and checking in with me again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's like, been too long, Joey. It really has. You're so sweet. And I'll have to get you up on my channel. Oh, we we'll will, do something. We will set it up and I'm very excited to see. Put me through it. I'm ready to go. I <laughs> oh, you, okay. I know, because I've put you through so many things. Oh, Pie it's fights on. and eating fish and chips and <laughs> burying your soul here on Vulnerable. Um, but yeah, where can we find you and support? Obviously. Um, well, the link will be down below mm -hmm. of, or 
It Sorry, will be. I'm like acting like it's my channel. So link is down below, everyone. <laughs> it um, will be down below. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'll, I'll send you the link when it's it's there. It'll be on Indiegogo. Look up Escape the Night and yeah. how you can support. And yeah. That's mostly it. Everybody already follows you on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about is Escape the Night. Don't even follow me. Just go to the campaign and um, help make this get made. Thank yes, you. Yes, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Joey. Of course. <laughs> Thanks so much for watching this episode of The Vulnerable Podcast. To check out clips from the pod, check out the Vulnerable Podcast Clips channel. And the YouTube link is in the description.
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.